When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny from my brain. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And Devin sadly could not join us tonight because he is stuck at the airport. Uh, Something like was, that. He was traveling for work and uh, snowstorms in, in uh, the UK made him late and he wasn't going to be able to make it for the show. But I believe I can quote him as saying, I had nothing good to say about this movie anyway. So, uh, that's that. that. So that really intrigues only, me though. That's the thing. It does, it, me too. Like I was hoping he would elaborate and I meant to ask him to, but now it's too late. Um, but since he's not here, we're doing this old school. Not only are we not streaming, but it's just me and Ryan. Like if, if you're newer to the show, this is how we started. It was just mm-hmm. Ryan and I in a closet talking about movies that one of us had, had that we made each other watch. So it's taken us back to our roots talking about 2009's Avatar. So if I, if I had known, if I had known we weren't going to be streaming, I would have just had you come over and we would have done this old school. I was going to say like the last time we did this one, we were in the same room because I think it was the same thing. Like Devin couldn't make the show. So we did this, you know, just, just, it just, just, just the two of us. But since the first time we did this, the tech is a lot better that we're using. That's yeah, for but sure. I, I just know that it was a lot less frustrating back then. Though, too. <laughs> um, but before we get into our main topic of 2009's avatar, uh, which has a sequel coming out a mere 13 years later, who boy did time fly. Um, before okay. we get into that, I want to talk to you about, we, we, we like to start off the show talking about things that we watched in pop culture over the last week, try to sell the guys, sell, sell each other on different things that we watched outside of the show. Um, and Ryan, I watched something that I know you watched. Okay. I'm excited to talk to you about it because I think we're going to have the tag team on this one and make Devin watch Barbarian. Oh my God! Yes, I can't. Yes, we, uh, we, we need to. We need yes, because I, I think this movie's right up his alley. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, except to say that I absolutely love this, and I'm not a horror horror guy. Yeah, but this movie does a lot of fun things with the genre, and um, the marketing for it was fantastic, which I'd love to talk about in detail. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to save that for when we actually do the film on the podcast. So, um, that's about all I have to say. I just wanted to let you know, I watched Barbarian and it, it's definitely my favorite horror movie of the year. Good. Good. Yeah. No, it it was, uh, it was definitely like, like I said before, when I, uh, when this was my topic for, we, we watched this, this is one of those movies where my wife watched first and then she was like, you need to see this. Like, this is, this is good. You're gonna, you know, you're really gonna like it. It's got the guy from, uh, um, Accepted in it. Um, 
I still, I, I will never say that he's from Tusk. He's always going to be the, the guy from Accepted. <laughs> yeah, but the, the difference between Tusk and Accepted is Tusk's getting a sequel. Yeah, but so. did Accepted really need a sequel? No. And it's a nice time capsule movie. Accepted grad school. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. No. Uh, no, Accepted is perfect the way it is. Um mm-hmm. All right, so that's what I watched. Don't want to get into too many details on that. Ryan, how about you? Uh, um, so I watched a movie that came out in 2020. It's called it's called The Forgotten Battle. And the best way to describe it is just to read the short little synopsis that's on, uh, that, that's on um, IMDb. Uh, in 1944, during, during the Second World War, British glider pilot a dutch boy fighting on the german side and a dutch female resistance member all all end up involved in the same battle and even though their choices differ their main goal is freedom and i've been on a roll recently of watching all of the like world war ii docs on uh on netflix and it got me really interested it got me really uh, interested in rewatching a bunch of World War II movies, and then I found a um, a handful that aren't American made, and that made me very interested. And this is one of them. This movie won a bunch of uh, awards at a Norwegian film uh, uh, a bunch of Norwegian film film awards. Um, it is a uh, Nor- Norwegian film about World War II. Uh, the Americans aren't in this at all. It has to do with the Germans and the Canadians of all uh, um, of of all countries that, 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 that are fighting each other. So the the, the Krauts and the Canucks, pretty much, yeah. So um, it's it's done it's done really well, um, and this movie this. I'm putting this movie on the tail end of my possible movie list to show you guys if I'm stuck and I can't think of one. This is this is going to be on there. So this may or may never. I mean, so I mean, this movie may or may never come up, but it's definitely a, a film that I enjoyed uh, that is about World War II that it talks about a battle that you rarely ever hear of, if ever. So, okay. In fact, there's not really a name for it. There's not really. I'm sure I'm sure there is I just didn't notice what the name was during the movie so okay yeah well they probably said it in Canadian and I, I know you don't speak Canadian <laughs> um okay cool and w- what was this on again uh it's on Netflix okay yeah uh so I watched something that uh you don't need a streaming service for uh, I watched something on YouTube I watched an <laughs> hour and a half documentary about the uh the history of the Disney Channel theme. Have you heard about this? Because it's been making the rounds on the internet. No, I have not heard about this. Off the top of your head, do you know the Disney Channel theme? No, because I never watched it really okay. as a kid. I never really. It's four notes, and <clears throat> defunct the the creators de, uh, is the channel Defunct Land, and they spend an hour and a half talking about trying to figure out who wrote those four notes like who came up with that that jingle that's da 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 and it's an hour and a half of the most riveting deep dive into pop culture like a very specific chunk of pop culture 
Like I, I like they talk about all the different eras of the Disney channel from its beginnings in the eighties to like present day stuff. Yeah. And there, there's like a good chunk in the nineties that I remember. Like I remember it going from a pay channel to a basic cable channel and that being a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's bizarre. Like there's there's a moment where he's watching like commercial breaks for the Disney Channel, and like they do these PSAs, and it's one of the it's the other girl from Lizzie McGuire talking about it's okay to talk about nine eleven, oh and he God. just he just pauses it and just sits there for like thirty seconds, like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he uses that to like date that when when that commercial came out to try to figure out when Disney channel rebranded. And it, it's just fascinating to me. And he yeah. does a deep dive into why Disney channel doesn't do commercials. And the ending is beautiful. It has such a beautiful okay. ending to this. And I, it's very well done and <laughs> I highly recommend it. That's okay. It's a very odd thing to make a documentary about. I'm going to admit, but it does sound pretty interesting, especially if, it's not just the notes. It's the rebranding of the channel. And it, 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 it sounds like it honestly sounds like it's more of a history of the channel than anything else. It, it is because the channel builds itself like rebuilds itself up every few years. Yeah. Because uh, you have like the, the Hannah Montana era, but then you get into the. I don't even know. Like, what was after Hannah Montana? Like, I don't even I, know. Sunny I, with a chance. Like, like okay. you have all those different errors. But then you go back further. You have the even Stevens and the Lizzie McGuire's. And you go b- b- further yeah. back from that. You have. Uh, it's just there's so much. And <laughs> yeah. did your wife ever watch Disney Channel growing up? Yeah, yeah, no. My wife was big on. It's like it's real funny because like all of the channels that I like meh growing up she those were her channels and all and all of the channels that she didn't care about were all the ones that i watched (laughs) okay i think she'll find this fascinating then because if you if you've watched any of the disney channel you'll appreciate this and i i watched a lot more of it than i should have being the oldest (laughs) of four yeah so um highly recommend this it's the disney channel theme disney channels themes a history mystery on youtube so go check that out and while you're over on youtube find our channel and hit that subscribe button <laughs> uh shameless uh, self-promotion doesn't hurt anyone no so let's let's get into today's main topic james cameron's 2009 epic avatar starring oh what's the name of the guy from avatar sam worthington zoe zaldana sigourney weaver and stephen lang uh with um, Giovanni Ribisi, Michelle Rodriguez, and Joel David Moore uh, rounding up the cast. Uh, so this movie, it's been 13 years since this movie came out, and this movie was a phenomenon. Oh, yeah, um, it was. Ryan, do you remember seeing Avatar in theaters? Yes, three times. Three times? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went twice. Did you see it in 3D? The second time. Okay. I think I saw this in 3D both times. 
This was, for anyone who doesn't remember, this is the movie that started off the 3D trend of the 2010s. Um, Ryan, what was your reaction to Avatar when it came out? I remember my wife and I talking on the way home after watching it the first time. And I remember saying, I feel like this is what people who saw Star Wars for the first time felt like after seeing them. Regardless of how you felt about the story, the effects, the technology, a lot of it was as it... I mean, there had been successful CGI movies made before this. And even though this movie isn't completely CGI, it like 60% is. Um, the effects were of a quality that had never been seen before. Yeah. So that's what? where like, I just, that, that's what blew me away more than anything. What this movie did that other movies hadn't done was it took the technology behind Gollum and Smeagol for Lord of the Rings in those movies and put it onto a level of like most of the motion picture. Like most of your characters are through that. So it's all motion capture. Like these are real performances that are then rendered into a computer and animated that way. So you're getting the real facial expressions of all these actors. So is O'Donna and Sam Worthington and Sigourney Weaver but you can build these characters on top of that performance and that's what they did that's what weta does um and james cameron took that technology and pushed it to its limits yeah. in 2009 and made it 3d and pushed theaters to their limits okay yeah. this is right around the time that all the theaters switched from like, i think this is right before theaters started switching from film projectors to digital yeah, and they had to to keep up with the times because of Avatar. This this movie changed the industry, changed movie going, changed the way it changed movie theaters for good. So yeah, yeah, no, you're right because I remember around that same time when whenever we'd go to the movies, whenever a movie theater would. Uh, update their you know projectors they, they would advertise that before every movie for like six months that they were going to um uh hd cam uh, uh hd projectors mm -hmm. yeah and i mean there's something to be said about a film projector but uh the digital for 3d definitely works mm -hmm. um so you said you saw this with your wife Yes, all three times we went to go see it. Okay, and so this, so you saw this when you were still dating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. we saw. Yeah, so like this was this would have been like two years in. Okay, man. Part of the reason I'm wearing my Penn State sweatshirt tonight is I was still in college when this. Like I was a freshman <laughs> in college when this came out. Two thousand nine is the year I graduated high school. Um, and what's funny is I work with college kids now and I have been asking them, like, what do you guys remember of Avatar when it came out? Like the first one. Yeah. And a lot of them are like, I, I don't remember. Cause I was like seven. <laughs> I was like, oh. 
<laughs> but it, it's weird that like we have these specific memories of going to see this and like how big of an impact it had. Yeah. On just movies in general, but there, like there's a whole generation like oh like oh the blue cat movie okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we we have both seen this movie already. Uh, so we're breaking our format a little bit, but we're gonna re- we're like we're, we've been doing so far. We're revisiting it because there's a sequel coming out this week. Uh, so we're gonna deep dive into what we think of Avatar 13 years later. Um, Ryan, off the top of your head, was there anything rewatching this? Well, how how often do you rewatch Avatar? So. Kristen really, really, uh, Kristen likes it more than I do. Okay. So we watch it probably maybe all the way through, maybe once a year. Um, it's also a movie that she likes to put on whenever she goes to sleep, but she goes to bed earlier than I do because of our work schedules are different. So like, I've also seen like 20 minutes of, you know, like, uh, a 20 minute segment here, 15 minutes here. So like, maybe once or twice a month. Okay. I haven't seen this movie uh, top to bottom since <laughs> oh, co- like my sophomore year of college. I think my roommate <laughs> bought it on Blu-ray and we watched it on like Earth Day because they released it on Earth Day. Because yeah, of I course remember they that. Yeah. And we watched it, and then I think that was the last time I watched it the whole way through. But I've seen like bits and pieces of it here and there on like FX if it's on. Yeah, I don't. I don't seek it out. Like it's been. I had to blow the dust off of the Blu-ray when I put it in, um, to watch it. But it it, it has become one of those movies that I just kind of forgot about because it's like yes, it changed everything, but it's not one that even though I enjoyed it in theaters, it's not one that I seek out to watch all the time because it's, it's like, it takes the sequel for me to watch it again. Like I got you. I got you that. And I feel like there was some like collective burnout amongst all of the fans of it. When it first came out, because I remember between 2000 uh, from from when it came out to about 2011, a lot of people talked about the movie. Yeah. A lot of like film people always brought this up and everyone knew that he wanted to make a sequel. And he said that he wanted to make a sequel. So everyone was waiting for that to happen and it never did. And then at that point, when people started kind of realizing that a sequel wasn't coming right away, I feel like one of the things that one of the, one of the things that people like to poke fun at this movie uh, with started to be talked about a lot more. And that's why whenever you'll hear people bring up Avatar, at least someone says, oh, you mean Dances with Wolves in Space. <laughs> and yeah. then... It, it, and it's not just dancing yeah. Dances with Wolves. It's Pocahontas. Yeah. It's Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Mm-hmm. It's Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Um. To the point where, like, friend of the show Josh from Victims and Villains posted on Letterboxd's review of Ferngully that he, he just watched and I, I part of me was expecting him to just be like the actual review be for Avatar and not for Ferngully for yeah um, but it was that he actually went back and watched Ferngully after watching Avatar 
So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's. The, I would say this movie isn't so much about the the sto- the plot; it's more about the technology behind it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it was a long way to get this. A long wait to get the sequel. Um, yeah, yes. There's a lot that I like. I enjoyed rewatching it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, part of that has to do with something stupid that I did when I got my wisdom teeth out <laughs> in 2009. Okay. Like right when this movie came out, I accidentally on iTunes on my iPod touch bought the whole soundtrack. So I've had the whole <laughs> musical score by James Orner on my phone for the last 13 years and have listened to part, like listen to it on like not the whole thing front to back, but like intermittently on shuffle. Like when I shuffle yeah. my music, it comes up. So I know the score and I think it's been so long since I've seen the, the movie, but not so long that I've heard the score that it was nice to put pictures back to the music that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances here are great. I think for like, I don't think you lose much of the, in the CGI with uh, Jake's performance. Um, it, and it's like visually interesting to watch. Like I was very, mm-hmm. I was, I was pulled back into it and enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and that's something that I've never lost even though I've watched it, you know, yeah. since 2009, I've, you know, I've watched it a decent amount. That's one thing that I've never lost about watching this movie is just the, like, the beauty of it. And the fact of knowing that it's, you know, knowing that it it's CGI, but then it's also a motion capture. So I don't look at the characters like, you know, like, like Jar Jar Binks or something where it's just a CGI like cartoon character on screen. Like it's the actual actors performances. So their emotions are coming through with their like vocals. And it's something that even now still amazes me whenever, whenever you get to the scene where she puts out the fire because he's trying to like, he's in survival mode. She puts out the fire and all of the, bioluminescence of like the forest lights up and that's still like i don't get chills like i did the first time i saw this movie in theaters during that scene but it's still one of those like this is really cool like <laughs> this is a really cool scene i really like yeah. the way they did it um for me having revisited it this time around most of the CGI held up. There was one part that looked a little dated, but it was so fast paced. You couldn't really tell. And it was when he's being chased by the, the Panther thing for the first time. Oh, okay. Like that thing looks like it's from a video game on an Xbox 360 while everything else looks like it's during the second time you see that uh, Pandora lion, I call it a Pandora lion. Um, mm-hmm. I I know it's got its own names. There are fans online that have, have th- that have every single creature named, but I call it the Pandora lion. Like the first time you see it, it looks like it's made out of seal skin. It it, it looks like it. 
the 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 skin of it almost looks like blubber from like a whale or something or like a seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But but then the second time you see it at the end, when uh when it comes out and lets um oh what's her name, the female lead. Natiri. Yeah. Um get on its back it, it it has more of an actual leather look to it on its skin like i get what they were going for like it, it yeah like you know you know, like no fur it needs to look alien so it's like a hairless cat like that's kind of what they were going for for that creature but yeah no when it first comes out you're right it does look like it's something from like a 360 i thought you were going to say the scene where sully jumps up and starts beating the camera on top of the bulldozer because to me when he does that it's the same thing the cgi for that vehicle looks like it's out of a video game and not like a multi-million dollar movie yeah i mean i i I could see that but it's such a big piece and it, like there's not yeah. much movement there whereas that the the pandora lion as you were calling it yeah <laughs> um is moving so fast and like is focused on the screen and moving around so much that it just looks fake and gotcha. my eye is quicker to catch that than it is something slow moving and just taking up the frame well, the part that it really stands out is when he's actually like on it beating the camera with with uh, um is with the rock like that's when to me like it kind of stands out as kind of like that that's kind of dated a little bit but really what you mentioned in the in in the one part that I brought up those are the only times where the CGI doesn't hold up really mm. at all other other than that this movie could have been made today I've seen movies today that don't have as good CGI <laughs> um. But for me, like even like even though I spent the last twelve years hearing this movie compared to like the Ferngully and Pocahontas and all that, like I yeah. the story still works. Like for an environmentally for an environmental message, I think the movie still works today. Yeah, sadly, we didn't learn anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no. I, I think the I think the way they go about the message is very very smart. I think they do a very good job of showing the colonialism versus um, the natives. Like, I, I think they, they yeah. do a good job of showing his Jake's journey from like with changing sides. Like that, that it's something you don't really get in. It's been a while since I've seen it, but in dances with wolves, you don't really get him like talking to his sergeant every day. And like his, his yeah. officer, like you don't have that, back and forth of am I doing the right thing? And I think they do a very good job in this movie of exploring that. Exploring yeah. his journey with where he goes. Yeah, I don't with the information that's come out about I don't see how anyone who knows our country's history and Canadian history from what I've been reading on that one. I don't see how anyone from either country can watch this movie and not be this the 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 
the teeniest bit uncomfortable <laughs> with yeah. the message of this movie. Um, simply because, like, just like you said, it's colonialism in space. Like, that's legitly what this is. And it, it, it the, the, the interesting part of that is it's not a government doing it. It's a corporation doing it. Yeah. It's like it's no different. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to James Cameron's other film, Aliens. Uh, corporations yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's picking up the, the ball from Alien there, but uh, we're not talking about Alien. I'm sorry I brought it up. Don't get too excited there, Ryan. It's, I'm, I'm uh, good. I'm good. Um, yeah, and I, out of curiosity, which version of this movie do you guys watch? Do you watch the theatrical cut? Or do you watch the special edition? I'm going to assume it's the. Th- I'm going to assume it is the, the theatrical cut because, as far as because, the the, the the one I watched today is the same one I remember seeing in theaters. Okay. Because I, I watched the first thing this morning. Because there there is a extended cut that has more stuff on Earth. And I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Which I would like to see. Um, at some point i still haven't gotten around to it um but it adds where's the runtime it because it's 100, 171 minutes so it adds it adds about 45 minutes to the movie Jeez. that's a lot so see the the stuff on earth from what i remember reading and uh, and finding out in the past was that there's an actual scene of the overview of his brother's murder yeah it adds 30 30 minutes to the movie that's a lot of stuff um that that is a lot of stuff i kind of want to see it now because it does have a lot more earth stuff um, but so the one thing that re- always takes me out of the movie and this is just a screenwriting thing is the MacGuffin. Do you know what a MacGuffin is, Ryan? I believe I'm being, being on this podcast, I should. Um, well, that's what I'm asking. This isn't Chekhov's gun. That's something else. A MacGuffin is... Didn't we talk about this in Kill Bill... Not Kill... Uh, 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 um, Deadpool 2? That they MacGuffin the girlfriend? That's... They fridge the girlfriend. That's fridge different. the girlfriend. Okay, so uh, then I'm, a, I'm not entirely sure. A MacGuffin <laughs> is the device that, the, that a character is going after. So... Okay. Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it would be the Ark of the Covenant is the MacGuffin. Like, that's what gotcha. everyone's searching okay. for. In yeah. this, do you know what the MacGuffin is? The Avatar. No, it's no. the unobtainium. The the mineral. Oh, okay. the yeah. Una- okay. So, the, yeah. I, I can't get over the name unobtainium. Well, like, it's isn't just, that the same word that they used in the core? For the metal, unobtainium. I, I would hope not. I think it is. Oh, oh I, 
I worked the core into this one. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I don't normally get to do that that often. I can't wait until you make Devin watch the core because I guarantee he has not seen the core starring Aaron Eckhart and uh, <laughs> oh Hillary Swank. Uh, yeah, no, I I that's got to be that's got to be high up on your list. No, it uh, is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be in the next uh, few months here. So. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the one thing that takes me out of it. Is there anything in the movie that like makes you like go, really? Some of the wording, some of the writing, okay. is real silly, especially from the general. Like there are things that he says that I'm just like, okay, I get it. He's supposed to, like, it, like. It, he's this it, guy he's I, I, he's, I, the, I know. he's the the commander from small soldiers he is or toy he soldiers is. um yeah it he's he's cartoonly evil like it's it's it, it's it's to the point where the first time that the, 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 the first time they show him and he's doing the safety briefing and he, he he walks up and he says a line and then he finishes it off with they'll cut your eyes out and eat it for for uh Jew Jew bees or something like that. Yeah. Like even when I first saw the movie, I was like, Oh god, they couldn't do any better than just having it be like a just being like a cartoon version of like a retired general or something. Well, they put all the cartoons on the 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 main character, so they had to make the the actual villain more cartoony too, but keep him live action. So. Yeah, um, I know, but I mean, like that, and um, at uh, at at the beginning, the main character is narrating when he's talking about yeah. how, like, you know, like his back's broken, and he says. But you can't get a back fixed, not on veterans' benefits, not in this economy. Yeah. Every time I hear that line, I kind of roll my eyes because I think to myself, has there ever been an economy where anyone can get back surgery? <laughs> on VA benefits? No. <laughs> and, and like you think about it, this came out in 2009, so we were like just coming out of the recession. Yeah. Uh, so like... And I it, think it resonated I, with people. I can excuse, I get it. like knowing that there's a half hour extended cut of this that dives more into his earth stuff. I can yeah. see, I can write that off as exposition that got cut that they needed to do in voiceover. Yeah. So, but and yeah, like, like that line is weird, but it, it, it does do a good job of talking about the, like making it modern, even though it's set in the future. I can't wait to see yeah. Avatar 2 where they have to move because there was just a giant outbreak of some virus. Or how about just still like recovering a, from. how about a giant trash island circulating in one of their oceans that was left by, uh, you know, the sky people? You know, I want to be surprised. <laughs> um, honestly. Um, I have a few more things I want to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to talk bring up on the show for this? Uh, this is the first time I sat down and tried to watch it with like a, uh, a critical mindset of more of just okay. kind of like looking at it as, as like a movie and 
just trying to like watch the elements of it and not just be entertained by it. And to be honest, like halfway through, I stopped caring about like the dances with wolves joke. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, there are multiple ways to tell the same story. That's fine. I'm okay with that. They did a good job with it. And I actually, since, since, since this movie's come out, there's actually been real science confirmed about trees communicating through their root systems on earth. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Not as, you know, in depth and as like complicated as what they showed in the movie more. It's, it's more like neighboring trees when they, uh, neighboring trees when their roots touch and they get a line of like fungi that goes with it they can actually support each other so like if one tree doesn't have all of the nutrients it needs and other trees have have an abundance and they're neighboring each other they can move the nutrients over to the other tree like they actually do that yeah uh i actually got a message from a tree before the show (laughs) yeah uh it said we are group yeah. Uh, um Yeah, that that is cool. I I like the bioscience behind Pandora a lot. Like I think that's part of the reason that I enjoyed the movie the first time because it, it it's interesting on a concept level, but visually it's fa- phenomenal. Like yeah. um the other thing I wanted to bring up was Avatar is the first instance of me knowing what a movie like advertising font was because (laughs) I don't know if you remember this, but avatar got a lot of flack, not only for the story being similar to other things, but the, the font for avatar was papyrus. Okay. Which is not what, which in like, it's just a font that, is basic to everything. Like you don't need to download it. Like I, for, for the, our, our cover image for this show, uh, papyrus is the text that I use. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to select papyrus. Like it was <laughs> very simple, very, um, very boardwalk t-shirt esque. Yeah. Uh, and SNL made a sketch about it with Ryan Gosling back in 2010 uh just like the font got its own skit on snl yeah because they're like why papyrus like it i'll have to send it to you and i'll put it in the show notes but yeah it's very bizarre Um, (laughs) but that's what like when i had to go make our art for this week i was like oh yeah yeah, it's papyrus like i I already have it like i don't have to do anything special well that's Um, good yeah Um, it made my life easier and then everything broke Yeah. Um, The other thing that I wanted to bring up, I saw it in 3D. You saw it in 3D twice. Yes. This was the first movie that, and and like you said, this movie set off the whole 3D craze during like between between like 2010 and like 2016. Like a bunch of movies came out in 3D. Mm -hmm. I saw other movies in 3D after this. I can't remember exactly which ones they were, but this is the only movie that in theaters that I remember enjoying the 3D because it was slight depth. It wasn't like in your face 3D. The only other ones that I enjoyed as like on the same level as Avatar 
to an ex- to that extent well it's probably anything pixar or computer animated that was in 3d like, yeah. i think i think that style lends itself to 3d a lot better than live action um i don't think i ever saw any marvel movies in 3d i did see man of steel in 3d but that was free and that's a whole nother story <laughs> um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that was close to this. Um, Adventures of Tintin I saw in 3D, which was decent. Okay. Um, yeah, I, there hasn't been anything live action that's really... Like, I remember seeing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 3D, which is another story. Like, all my stories come from, the, like, like 3D movies, I guess. Um, like, we, we did the double feature, and the 2d theaters were full, but we needed like decent seats that weren't like looking right up at the screen. Yeah. Cause this is at the theater that, uh, sucks near us. Uh, yeah. and it's like, you can't see anything, especially in three. Like, so we, we got, a, we got a free upgrade to 3d. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything that looked as good as avatar did in 3d. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, Prime example that I still remember, two scenes. One, when he wakes up in the ship mm-hmm. from, you know, and they show, like, the water droplets in the air just from, like, moisture being inside the ship. Yeah. And it, the the drop did not look like it was floating five feet off the screen. It looked like the screen was deep. And that's one of the big differences that I remember seeing in this movie compared to other 3D movies I ever saw was that this one made the screen look deep and nothing was projected to make it look like it was hanging over the audience. So like when he touches the lizard and it does its little helicopter spinny thing, which I laughed at this time, I don't think I ever remember laughing at it before, but I noticed that the, 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 like lizard, every time it turns around and it sees them, it makes like a little squeak. Like it's kind of yelling at them, like, yeah. look, you know, like, like I can't stop this now. I can't stop this now. Why did you? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Why did you touch me? But like, it was more deep than it was coming at you, and that's and that's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah, and I think part of that has to do with like this was shot with the intention of being in three D. After this yeah. came out and was and made like a billion dollars, studios looked at the movies they had and like, okay, can we make this 3D before it comes out? <laughs> so they, they post converted to 3D, which yeah didn't look as good. Like like there's no reason that the Nicolas Cage movie Drive Angry needs to be in 3D. Nobody nobody needs to see that. No, I mean, nobody needs to see that in 3D. <laughs> no. Uh, Either way. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason the trends kind of died down. Like things are being shot with the intention of like showing it in 3d, but it like, it doesn't translate well to home video, like streaming services. Now, like you can't watch stuff in 3d on there. Um, well, I feel bad for everyone that bought a 3d TV screen. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, they did that themselves. Um, I own two 3d Blu-rays, but they're only because I got them at like, uh, like antique stores. Yeah. Like in, in uh, like flea markets. 
because I was upgrading my Marvel DVDs to Blu-rays. And I was like, eh, it's a sign of the times to have the Captain America First Avenger and the first Thor movie in 3D Blu-ray. Because that's when the trend started, like 2011. Like they were putting them out in 3D, but they were not shot for 3D. Yeah. So that's when you get Thor's hammer coming out into the audience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I want to, I keep meaning to do this more on the show. I have some one star reviews pulled up for avatar. Okay. Um, or not even one star, half a star reviews for avatar. Um, if you'll indulge me, I would like to read some that I I haven't, I haven't looked at these ahead of time. I just pulled them up. So the first half star review is I hate James Cameron, I hate James Cameron, I hate James Cameron. And it goes on and on and on. Just, I hate James Cameron. Um, uh, nope, not reading that one. Uh, I Half star, I've seen this movie too many times for a lifetime, and it's somehow worse every time. Aww. Uh, half star, confused as to what they are doing to the horses with their tails. If they also... You know, uh, <laughs> which is a fair point. You know, I never got, okay. So after you go through these, we have to talk about that. <laughs> we have to talk about the whole tail situation. Uh, half star, one of the dullest movies in cinema history. And frankly, I think you should all grow up and stop pretending otherwise. <laughs> um, Half star. The food from Pandora at Disney World gave me intense diarrhea, and I thought I'd, and I'd rather eat this food three times a week for the rest of my life than be subjected to this again. Uh, (laughs) These are not our opinions. These are opinions from the internet. Um, we all know how the internet is. Yes. Uh, a lot of these I'm not reading, but, uh, half star, never again. Half star works when you want to take a nap, but can't fall asleep. So yeah, let's talk about the tails thing because what do you, what do you want to say? Okay. So I've heard other people say that before about the whole, like being confused about the tails and everything. And there's that thing with the horse because that person is in is insinuating that there is something sexual going on between him and the horse with yes. the tails. Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> like I I've heard people talk about this and I'm sorry but every time I see this movie every time I see this movie I've never gotten that inception at all because they wouldn't be wearing loincloths if there was no reason to wear the loincloth. So the parts are there and they don't show him and her link their tails together during, during their intimate scene. They do though. Mm? Do they they... link together? They show them link their tails together. Because I just watched the movie like I mean, the, six hours ago. The implication is that's what they do. Because when he first wakes, like he, 
when he's first playing with his tail in the in the tent at night, uh, Grace says to him, "Don't don't touch that. You'll go blind," which is insinuating that that's kind of his penis. I so I, I I still never got that from it. Like that's one of the like that like so they're uploading to the trees. They're uploading their stuff to the trees. I so and, the way, and everything the, here's, else. Here, here's how I I look at it. That that's their. That's how they connect. So that's how they connect to. The horses, the trees, and each other. I don't think that necessarily like. That might not be how they procreate, but it's how they, they consider that mating. So it's a very intimate act. It's not necessarily the, the one that everyone thinks that it is. Intimate act, yes. But well, going it, that way. But if, they would not they would not be wearing loincloths if they didn't have the parts. I mean I mean uh, that that that's fair, but also like you have to do that for MPAA reasons, which is ridiculous. Not if not if not if there's nothing there. If there's yeah. nothing there, Donald Duck doesn't wear a loincloth. Donald Duck is a cartoon. And I know these kind of are too. And they're CGI so. characters on a screen. <laughs> CG- that's okay. Um, well on that note uh, anything else with the first avatar you want to talk about I mean honestly it's a decent movie I like sci-fi it's you know and people can have their opinions on movies that become extremely popular and people can think that their opinion are the only ones that matter I don't care about what their opinions are I don't care about so yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, I'm glad we went back and we watched this. My qu- next question for you is, are you excited for Avatar The Way of Water? Honestly, I was not prior, but I am a little bit now. Okay. But but not enough for me to want to go see it in theaters right away. Okay. Uh, I probably will be going to see it in theaters right away because <laughs> what else am I going to do this weekend? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go see it. I want to. I want to see what the buzz is, and hopefully, I'll have a review for it next week on the show. Okay. Um, yeah, I. I don't. I think I saw the teasers in front of like the Disney stuff this year, and I. But I haven't seen any of the other marketing. Yeah. Except for like pictures and stuff. Um, but I will say, looking at the cast of this movie, I, I am very confused about some things, and from the little bits that I have read and picked up on, I'm like, okay, that's a weird choice, but. You go, Sigourney Weaver. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to say. I've seen it. a little uh, mixed reviews I, on it. Yeah, I mean, from the reviews I'm seeing of this one, a lot are saying it's a better story than the first one. It's equally as uh, stunning visually, but it's a long movie. It's three hours. Like, it's a three-hour movie. Like, eh. if I go see it, I'm going to one of the theaters that has recliners. So, yeah, um, be a good idea. All right. And so, an ad seat urinal. <laughs> uh, yeah. That 
was not expecting that, but okay. Um, <laughs> especially from you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, yeah, I believe me. I get it. I know what you mean. But um, you know what? Still. you know. <laughs> um, that being said, we have one more show of You Have to Watch This Podcast this year. And that'll be our annual holiday special. But we're going to do things a little bit differently this week because we've had something on like high on my list for a while now for Devin to watch. And he hasn't gotten to it yet. We haven't watched it. Uh, we were saving it for something that was supposed to come out this year, but things got messed up. Not because of us, but because of uh, it's a Warner Brothers movie. So things got moved around. Um, but it it's a holiday movie. So we are finally making Devin watch the 1992 film Batman Returns. Uh, if you say that this is not a Christmas movie, I will fight you. Um, it is a Christmas time movie. It is. I will elaborate it, that when we do. It the is show. a Christmas. <laughs> Christmas plays a big part in the the story of this movie, uh, and where the characters are. Um, like this yes. movie, this movie is set as Christmas. Like there's a lot of Christmas in this movie. Um, <laughs> and I cannot wait to talk about the second Michael Keaton Batman movie with Devin next week, right here mm-hmm. on, you have to watch this podcast. Hopefully we'll be live. So if we, but to make sure we are, uh, go ahead and find us on our Twitch channel, follow us there. Uh, watch us on you on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button. Like us on Facebook and Instagram for fun memes and stuff that we like to share. Um, you can listen to You Have to Watch This Podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, and Pandora, because I always forget that we're on Pandora, and it seems very fitting to w- listen to the Avatar episode on Pandora. So if you're there, drop us a drop us a message on our, on our Facebook. Drop a comment. Let us know. Um, you can also visit our website, rumrunnerspodcast.com network.com to visit our page and all the pages of the other wonderful rum runners podcast network podcasts for you have to watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and ryan i see you i see you too yes (laughs) we'll see you next week